0: Hi, I'm Jesse. I play Sylvie the Rogue, and it's good to be here.
1: Hi, I'm Eli. I play Jolie the Cleric, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Jory. I play Zeke the Fighter. It's good to be here. And
0: welcome welcome to to Many many Realms. Hello, Realmers. Welcome back to The Many Merchants of Maloon. Today, we have a very special episode. At the time of recording, our DM, Jordan, is currently living in a pit in order to raise funds to produce a new film project. But by the time you're hearing this, he should be back home safe and sound. Today, in his absence, we'll be delving a bit into the backstories of our three intrepid merchants. Consider it uh, an amusing interlude and a chance to learn more about the party before we resume our proper journey. Enjoy!
2: I sense a heaviness.
0: (laughs) For me, when times were dark, it always helped to hear more
2: from those I was traveling with. I miss those times, and perhaps I could come to know you all better, and I sense that Maybe you could all know each other better
0: as well.
1: I think it's not quiet for very long before... Honestly, Diane, more than Jolie, I think she... What's it called? Like, she flexes her knuckles backwards, like, instead of cracking them.
0: Okay. Cracks knuckles without cracking.
1: Like like intertwining your fingers and then pushing your palms away from you sort of thing Mm -hmm. he's stretching Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: she says well if you want a bit of a reprieve it's been a while since i've had a chance to tell this story about how i met this beautiful lady and jolie i think just rolls her eyes um and i think diane starts with you know like in a relationship, you both kind of fall into this rhythm of telling a story, like you're both telling
0: mm-hmm.
1: the story in tandem together. So I think, I think they launch in.
0: Oh, that's super cute. South of Maloon, in the land called Crestia, in the northwestern province of Orden, at the western edge of the Dremix woods, there is a large town called Pharaoh. Faro is traditional farmland in Orden that has expanded as the region has grown more prosperous. Now, on the town's bustling Central Avenue, a shop stands with burgundy awnings and windows filled with displays of fine cheeses and bottles of wine. It is a calm, sunny spring afternoon in this cheese shop and wine shop inside the atmosphere is quiet dim a little dusty jolie your mother is uh serving a customer at the front counter what are you doing in this shop on a on towards the end of the day towards the end of your shift on a weekday uh what are your duties like and what is this shop like
1: um the shop is pretty modest like you said this is not where we're from but we also don't come from a lot of like money or another town. We're from like a small village in the woods. Um, and so the shop does well, like maybe it's picking up some traction and speed, but it's definitely still a very cramped space. Um, and there is, even though she's like a late teenager kind of right now, Jolie has this kind of like, there must be more than this provincial life kind of energy. Swift, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the OG Taylor Swift. Um, and so she's like, sweeping up and kind of instead of maybe picking up the dust just kind of sweeping it all out the front door and i want to get the fuck out of here and do something else
0: your mother is finishing with this customer who uh is i think chatting over long about the nice weather and an upcoming festival in the town of pharaoh that your mother uh, is putting on a thin veneer of patience to listen to and eventually the old man um, bundles up his cheese, and he says, uh, Blessings of wine upon you! And your mother uh, offers a tight-lipped smile in return and bids him farewell of the door. As the bell tinkles behind him and the shop door shuts, she turns to you and rests her forearms on the countertop. You can see, uh, now faded and puckered, the pinkish burn scar along your mother's right elbow. She says... This floor is still filthy, honey.
1: I know, Mom. Um, it's not going to stop being filthy. There's people here all day, but I'm doing my best just like you.
0: She sucks her teeth. She um, walks over to the shop window and turns the shop sign around to closed. Uh, your mother is now in her early 40s, maybe even mid 40s in this, uh, you know, relatively small farming economy. Her fine blonde hair is now shot through with gray and you can see lines starting to appear around the edges of her eyes and her mouth. Uh, You've lived solely with her for easily a decade now. She's been your mentor, your guide, your source of safety and comfort. And you can see her just starting now to slow a little bit, not as quick as she once was, not as sharp, not as strong, and always now uh, overcome with a weariness that just steeps and suffuses every day-to-day interaction you have with her. Uh, She's not the woman who brought you to this place any longer. She turns back and she says, I don't wanna argue today, Look, we've closed the shop now. Just make sure before you go, this place is spotless. That's all I ask. Is that too much?
1: It's hard for um, Jolie because I, I kind of like fancy her in her youth as a bit like Sylvie. Which
0: mm-hmm. Well, no one could fucking so touch crazy. Sylvie. <laughs> but
1: um, I think that is why she has like, maybe in present time, a bit of a warm spot for Sylvie mm-hmm. is that she is like, she was a little bit of a troublemaker back then, um, a little less gentle than she is now but you know at the same time like Jolie has seen some shit her father was the fun parent even though he was the priest they were very close before she lost him and so it's hard because she loves her mom a lot and she wants to protect her but it's very frustrating because they're both in a tough position so of course they're always snapping at each other i think Jolie just doesn't really know how to engage with her mother because she doesn't want to fight but she always wants to fight So she kind of rolls her eyes and doesn't answer about the floors and kisses her mom on the forehead and opens the back door for her so she can go the fuck away.
0: Yeah, she uh, pulls a thin shawl around her shoulders to ward off the late afternoon, evening, spring chill. She looks back at you, Jolie, as though there was something she wanted to say to you as she left, but instead she just, uh, she was on her lip bundles a shawl a little tighter and she starts heading out back down the road towards the small cottage where the two of you live.
1: Um, before she gets too far, Jolie says, mom? Yes. And I think maybe she waits a while to see if her mom will give her anything.
0: Your mom's eyes narrow a bit and an expression that you first think is a little suspicious or cruel, and maybe it is, but then it softens into one of concern. She says, um, Are you going to go out tonight?
1: Now she's uncomfortable. (laughs) Wish I didn't ask. She shrugs. Great work today, mom. Closes the door.
0: Your mother shakes her head, disappointed, (laughs) and heads down the road.
1: Yeah. I'm not gonna properly sweep these fucking floors. (laughs) Bad daughter. I'm gonna try my best, just like. I don't really get it. I don't know. I don't really get the point mm-hmm. like we're making the cheese to you know survive but at this point in my life I don't really give a fuck I mean it's delicious but I certainly I do love wine and cheese don't get me wrong but like I have no interest on being on the side of the wine and cheese where I'm not eating it
0: one thing you mentioned in your notes that I was really interested in but wasn't sure um what exactly you were thinking was there was a line about how culturally the wine and cheese making in this area has like a a spiritual or like holy or sacred bent. Is that something that's true in this cheese shop that you find yourself in?
1: My inclination is like mostly no. So this religion, like worshiping Ain, they worship life, they worship, you know, food because it comes from life, but it's not like a super popular religion. They're also like not in their home village where everyone celebrated that. Ain is also because it's like about preserving life. People who celebrate it tend to live not in large cities, um, and so sometimes people come. People come in in like a religious way, and maybe we can still put on that act, sort of. We understand the like religious connotation, um, and kind of can play it up to make coin to survive. Mm-hmm. But we certainly, or at least maybe my mother is. We don't really talk about this, but Jolie's not really attached to it in a religious sense. It's like. My dad taught me to do this thing and he said it was like sacred and it was sacred to him, but I found shortcuts to make it faster or make it better. And yeah, very utilitarian. Right now, it's not real at all. Like, fuck Ayn. You know, my sure. dad fucking died and yeah. he worshipped you. What are you doing for me?
0: Uh, absolutely. I think Jolie does a, we might say slapdash job of closing up her family's cheese shop. I'm I'm picturing like rock music starting to like the montage of like damn about my (laughs) like (laughs) yeah Yeah,
1: she runs through the town through the inn and the credits are playing this is your
0: opening (laughs) it's like finally like um, (laughs)
1: she goes to the wherever she's going in one outfit
2: and then has another one under skimpier people should make
0: movies about stuff Grab an apple.
2: About stuff, eh? yeah. mm-hmm. I like that's movies good. about nothing. It's good when...
0: Yeah, Seinfeld movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the...
2: Because
0: the, the, that's going to get cut. The distilled question is <laughs> maybe... Um, I thought about trying to name the tavern, and then I thought how offensive that would be to try to take that away from you. So I have uh, finishing the day's work wants to head to the Eli bullshit tavern <laughs> name. That's my notes say. So if you could be so kind... Do your duty.
1: Um. Your dark Dark Business. <laughs> <laughs> What's a terrible, terrible name?
0: See, you didn't used to admit that they were terrible.
1: <laughs> no, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually I did like hardware store. I, I liked it too. By the so time confusing. we got to Sebs, I was like.
0: <laughs> actually, Sebs is the least offensive. Really? It's, that could really be a thing.
2: Yeah, except There was a backstory with Sebs <laughs> yeah. with the Joe. It's <laughs> the gone. hardware store had a backstory. I know. So what's the back? You need to start from the backstory to get to the name mm-hmm, of this mm-hmm. bar.
1: Yeah, we need to like right. spend
2: like ten minutes on the bar.
1: You're right. We do. I know you do. said forty minutes per per section, but.
0: We'll see what happens. 40 minutes after it's cut.
1: You know oh, what? Okay. I'm not going to do, like, a bullshit backstory. I'm going to do, like, a bullshit Easter egg, because this is what I'm watching right now. Um, the the tavern is called The Bear.
0: <laughs> so Shirley walks in, and this, like, Italian-American man is like, Fuck! <laughs>
2: Oh, great so there's a whole behind the scenes like bear situation <laughs> the camera's
0: gonna leave your whatever bullshit <laughs> we're gonna see we're, we're gonna- just working in this medieval village tab. i'm gonna like the hill the hell? cause <laughs> <laughs> behind thou cousin <laughs> <laughs> That's stupid. good. <laughs> An medieval
2: version of Mortadella. This
0: is like a bad, like improv, like, what if the bear?
2: <laughs> <laughs> what if the
0: But it would be called the bear because they had bears back then. I Would it so be like it the
2: owl it. bear? D D. Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The owl bear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Um, Jolie, you head to the owl bear. Uh, the local tavern in Faro, and a place where you have been spending an increasing amount of time lately, uh, much to your mother's chagrin and concern. In here, you find a welcoming, comfortable environment. There's always music playing, the candlelight is dim, the air is smoky and fragrant, people are happy, they're often blind drunk, they want to dance, they want to sing, they want to gamble. It's a home away from home. What's your first move when you get to your your spot at the bear? That'll, drink! Uh, d- drink?
1: Give me drink! <laughs> I'm like, I'm such a regular, it's, it's ready.
0: Yeah, a, uh, a frothy, uh, wooden uh, mug of ale is slammed before you on the counter by this, he's like kind of hot but really bug-eyed, <laughs> and he's like, Fuck man, I need a cigarette. We have cigarettes yet? <laughs> um, I can't. I can't. Yeah. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, uh, they hand you a frothy mug of ale and you uh, down it greedily and turn to survey the room. Uh, I think at this point you know uh, not well, but at least by sight many of the inhabitants of Pharaoh, certainly the ones that will come to a bar late at night. Um, but there are, you know, people traveling through this town that is, um, on something of a trade route. This time, um, taking over the, the slightly less sticky and gross corner where the musicians play, there is, um, two men, uh, one of whom is playing a, essentially like a bagpipes configuration, but a little less shrill. And the other one has a drum at their waist and they're kind of accompanying, and also giving a, a story of a famous battle. Uh, it's moderately entertaining.
1: Okay, what's the battle?
0: Yeah, so it's the battle of when, uh, there's a the battle of the big, cold, foggy valley.
1: Cool, The big, cool. cold, foggy valley. classic.
0: Jordan, try it, yeah. Now she's on the other fucking foot, huh? <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> um,
1: I think I'm, I'm like, friends mostly with the barkeep. Uh, it's this like, you know, a bartender can be kind of friends with a regular, but there's that strange thing in the middle that's like, I don't want to be responsible for your fucking alcoholism, man. Yeah. And that's what that is. And she, so, so they're friendly and she's joking, but she kind of has her back to the bar and turns a little bit towards the barkeep and says, this is so piss warm man
0: oh i didn't think you were tasting it
1: touché i'm not
0: uh there's a shout uh at the back the far end of the owlbear tavern it seems like two men have suddenly uh engaged in a bit of a bar brawl you look and you rear back as you see this um this dwarf being shoved towards you his mug is flying out of his hand it smashes next to you on the bar top And he swears and he's reaching at his uh, belt for a short sword. And the bartender starts shouting like, break it up, knock it off. And uh, people are starting to shout and get agitated in the far corner.
1: Can I discern what's happening? I think Jolie is in this place where she's like, I want to do the right thing and be a good person, but also fuck all y'all. Like, I don't want to attack the guy who didn't instigate this, but you all probably
0: It is dark and uh, loud in this bar. If you want to figure out what's going on, you'll have to get closer, and that's a dangerous position to get into. I'll get closer. Can you just roll with uh, just a wisdom modifier?
1: She's quite wise in the present tense, but I don't think she's that wise okay. right now, so I'm cutting it off. It's a 12.
0: Jolie, you skulk forward, trying to avoid getting uh, noticed or knocked over, one hand firmly clutching your mug of ale and you try to figure out what's going on definitely this dwarf has gotten into a fight he's gotten on the wrong side of this huge hulking man who you actually know is uh, a local here a pharaoh he is the blacksmith in town and he has a reputation for uh not even being especially good at his job but also being hugely uh offended if people criticize anything about him his life or his business he's very sensitive
1: so i don't think he's a bad guy but he probably started this
0: this guy's certainly involved he is um wiping some ale off the front of his uh doublet you don't know if he spilled it someone threw it at him all of that's in the past behind him his brother is standing up and uh, like crawling over to the top of the table. Next to the dwarf, there are two women who are looking at each other a little nervously. One of them is uh, pulling a dagger out of her boot. The bartender turns and runs back into the rear tap room to get some help. But Jolie, you're pretty sure that this situation is kind of uh, so to speak hanging on a bit of a knife's edge if these people don't get separate and they keep going for each other someone's gonna get hurt the dwarf is marching back he's shouting in dwarven which i don't think you speak but yeah. the people who do speak in this bar are like you can't say that.
1: <laughs> my mother oh, no. was a saint yeah okay i don't think i could take this guy who sounds like a huge giant hawking blacksmith i might be able to pull a dwarf away Um, I look at the guy who's telling stories and I snap and I say, Hey, bagpipes, free drinks. If you pull this guy out of the fight,
0: uh, bagpipes furrows, his bushy eyebrows, looks to drummer. Uh, they realize no one's listening to their performance anyway. So they, um, start to like gingerly take their, they want their instruments to get damaged. It's going to be a few seconds, but they're coming over to help. Um, the dwarf comes back. He's marching over to the blacksmith. Are you going to get in between them or no?
1: The dwarf comes back. He's and like
0: making. I'm gonna gone.
1: grab the dwarf.
0: Okay, uh, you grab the dwarf. When
1: I'm hoping, while I'm grabbing the dwarf, they're grabbing the other dude.
0: We would, we'd hope, you know, yeah. that some people are. It's, it's a murky so- situation in the owl bear. This dwarf goes to just like knock you out of the way, not super maliciously, but just you know, like you're in my way. I'm trying to get like don't, don't be here. <laughs> He conks you on the head pretty hard, like he gets your temple with his elbow, and I mean, you are not an outdoors person at this point in your life. You see stars, you go reeling back, and someone's hand under just one of your arms awkwardly catches you and sort of lays you out. Uh, on the straw flooring of this tavern. You look up into a a face with dark hair and a shining dark red lipstick that looks down curiously, then looks back up and it's the woman drawing a dagger from her boot. She appraises you for one second, but you don't get much of a reaction. She turns and she just starts uh, leaping into the fight. She's also trying to get the dwarf away. And uh, she's also not afraid to like, angle this dagger towards the blacksmith. I'm gonna say we'll take the winds of fate now. (laughs) (laughs) Is there three this time? Can't we do it?
1: Yes, we can
0: do it, we can do it. Uh, Jolie, this is your show. What's the number? Seven. Okay, this is bad winds of fate. Could you actually imagine when Jordan wasn't here? (laughs) He'd shit his pants. Well,
1: there's three times the chances this time.
0: That's good, okay. This this is for bad wins of fate. 16, okay. This is for good winds of fate. Eight! Oh! (laughs) So close.
1: Only are born on the eighth.
0: The winds of fate pass, or whatever he
1: says.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the musicians come in. Basically, Jolie, you, you sustain enough of a blow that you're not really present in this. But after, you know, three or four minutes of shouting, fighting the bar staff coming back, eventually how it resolves is that the blacksmith has taken a cut on his arm. He's not going to be wielding a hammer for the next few days, that's for sure. His brother is uh, casting curses at everyone in the entire bar and their mother as the staff are like angrily shoving the two of them out. They've got a, a three-day suspension <laughs> from the owl bear. The dwarf is uh, also getting an earful too, but he makes a gesture over to the dark-haired woman, the dagger woman, and she sighs, rolls her eyes. You can see from your vantage point that she's pulling uh, a hidden coin purse out of the back of her breeches and sliding it over to the bar staff who picks it up, weighs it, and then um, nods gruffly and returns. The woman sighs and you're close enough that you can hear what she says to her dwarven uh, party mate.
2: You're lucky I was paying attention.
0: What, you should have been here 30 seconds ago. Would you hear what he was saying? I was grabbing a drink for us. Ah, shit, Diane, look, you're bleeding.
2: Huh? Oh, it's barely a scratch.
0: Fucking gods above.
1: This sounds stupid, but um, I just it also is feasible. I have a cheesecloth in my pocket, probably.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. It has a gauzy <laughs> weave. <laughs> yeah, it
1: does. It's known. I'll just come up and, without asking, start wrapping her hand up. Whoa, whoa, hey. You're welcome. Thanks for catching me. Is this cheesecloth? Is there a problem?
2: I wasn't expecting a strange woman to start wrapping my hand up in cheesecloth this evening.
1: Well, I wasn't expecting a beautiful woman to catch me after I got punched in the face. Well, I didn't expect to have a beautiful woman
2: fall into my arms this evening.
1: (laughs) She's smooth. She's smooth with it.
0: She's very smooth. She is a woman who is maybe five years older than you at the most. She has uh, dark wavy hair, these sparkling eyes that seem uh, intelligent but also friendly. And um, most strikingly, uh, unlike most people in Pharaoh, she is wearing armor. She and her uh, friends are dressed in the gear of adventurers. They must be here on their way to or from some incredible quest, the likes of which you only hear about in bar stories like this.
1: You guys aren't from here. And I know you're not from here, she points to the dwarf.
0: <laughs> I had you guess.
1: You would have been killed so long ago with this this temper you got going on. I don't know what's happening.
0: That guy was a pussycat. I've seen worse. I've seen worse shit in preschool.
1: Well, you're alive. Why don't we sit down and calm down? And uh, maybe one or both of you could tell me a story or two.
0: You paying for this story?
1: I can cover the story.
0: All right. I'm Agram. It's Diane.
1: Jolie. It's a pleasure, Jolie. Pleasure. And I'm, like, kind of not looking at the door, (laughs) Agram. When I say pleasure, it's not really a pleasure. You're here. We got it, yeah. We got it. (laughs) So, uh, why are you in town? We're just passing through on our
2: way to, um, if you've ever heard of it, Soleil. It's in uh, Maloon. They have their uh, coastal eclipse thing. It's basically really the biggest party of the year.
1: Jolie doesn't want to admit she doesn't know. <laughs> she's just from a little village, so she's going to pretend she does, but I think you know she does <laughs> Um She's like, oh, yeah, I went there a couple years ago. Crazy stuff. I saw um, this guy who eats fire.
2: Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I know... Um, Fire, the fire guy.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do you
1: have a name for me? Hugh. Yeah, yeah. I forgot his name was Hugh. You can tell him like, can't you?
2: There's no fire guy. Fuck. When we uh, went there, I think, four years ago. Was it four years ago, Ag- Agron?
0: I, last council clan meeting.
2: Mm-hmm. Four years ago, there was um a fire magic user um but he uh got in trouble in one of the taverns uh the only tavern really but it's still the best party of the year uh one of the taverns down there burnt the kitchen for real bad and i don't think they're letting letting that kind of performer in lately huh. so unfortunately you picked the wrong you picked the wrong lie i did i guess i'll have to go and find out you absolutely should i think you'd have a great time So how does it compare all that
1: shit out there to in here?
2: Three or four more people. Three or four more people.
1: At least. Or like maybe a little more. Maybe? A few, a handful. Sounds manageable.
2: It's very manageable. You don't even have to talk to them if you don't want to.
1: I love not talking to people. I only like talking to people who I think are interesting. Likewise. And I think um, Jolie sits a little closer. Yeah. Um,
2: Diane says, so how about you? Are you from around here? No. No. Where are you from?
1: I think Jolie is a little like um, closer to her chest with her cards than she may appear at first, because uh, she loves stories. She doesn't like telling her story. I'm from a couple hours south of here, but that's more of a third date kind of combo. <laughs>
2: But that means you know the area. Like the back of my hand. Well, that bodes pretty well for us. We um, are going on a bit of a hunt tomorrow morning, and we don't know these woods very well. We need someone, a local, to uh, show us around if you're not too busy.
1: I'll see if I can fit you in my schedule.
0: (laughs) You're shameless, Diane. You're going hunting tomorrow. We need two days food, and I said I'm getting the cart, trying to get her killed.
1: Tougher than I look. You just caught me at a bad time.
0: I bid you ladies good night.
1: I'll see you in the morning. Bye, buddy.
0: A pleasure to make your acquaintance. (laughs) He staggers off. I think he's seen um, Diane run this routine more than once in taverns before.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. It's okay. I think Jolie's a little like that, too. I think they know. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow. Well, maybe I'll see you
2: at the uh, entrance to town around 7 a.m.
1: It's funny, my morning walk stops by there. She leaves.
0: Uh, The next morning at 7 a.m., Jolie, what? Okay, sure, you want to go see what this interesting woman's about. Have you been hunting No, hell
1: no, I haven't. Well, okay.
0: What would you wear, what would you bring?
1: Here's the thing, I kind of have, a little. Like, this religion that I'm from is one that, like, embraces living among life, appreciating it, Um, you know, like, Another, you know, sort of sacred aspect of this religion is hunting, doing proper preparations, thanking the earth, thanking the body. Um, But that was when she was like, nine max. Um, And it was obviously definitely so toned down for her. Um, It was like her dad being like, the bunny's going to sleep, sweetheart.
0: That's also how we say it too, Eli.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and she knows now it's not like that, but she is really afraid she's going to say something really, like, infantile. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's in her, like, best estimate of what someone would wear hunting, but she also doesn't even have anything. It's like...
0: you mean, like, a weapon? She's not...
1: Yeah, she has like uh, let's say like a she has like a butcher's knife maybe, okay. but that's also not really gonna knife. do shit. <laughs> like from their house, yeah. And she's like her idea of I'm going hunting is like I'm wearing pants now.
0: <laughs> I kind of love like. Diane, you're waiting at the town gate and, like, Napoleon Dynamite shows up with (laughs) a fucking... A little, yeah.
1: Like, she's angry, but she's a fucking dork. What does she know? Nothing. I
0: like this. I really like this dynamic because Jolie, so far in the campaign, has never really been in a circumstance where she's not, like, the most, like, knowledgeable and, like, confident person in this. So, um, yeah, this is very cool.
2: Well, I think uh, Diane chuckles when she sees you and says, you're not much of a hunter, I take it. The cheese doesn't really
1: run very fast.
2: <laughs> um, I think she like laughs and then she takes off a layer of her armor and gives it to you.
1: Oh, that's nice.
2: And gives you, maybe she has an extra weapon. Actually, do you know what she does? She says she'll teach you and okay. she takes you out a little bit until you see some kind of small furry thing. Okay. Some kind of rodent. And um, she passes you the crossbow, and she says, do you know how to use this?
1: Pretty sure it's this button. (laughs) And she like (laughs) points to the the trigger, and she has terrible trigger discipline because her finger is already on it. That's not quite the right grip.
2: And we are going to do a come in behind you. And we're doing a ghost, ghost on the
0: crossbow. <laughs> We've ghosted on a lot of things here on Many Rails. I think this is the first time it's been like a life-taking weapon. So it's good three years in, we can still surprise each other.
2: <laughs> so she's going to come in behind you and uh, adjust your grip on the crossbow, put her head beside your head, and say you can close one eye to get a truer aim.
1: Um she's like she doesn't know which one to close so you you can kind of peek over at jolie's face and she's like alternating winks deciding which one's better
2: i know there's like an actual thing to like know which one is your dominant eye for archery yeah so i think she puts down the um she puts down that thing she says here you can tell your dominant eye and she puts the (laughs) triangle in front of your face with her arm so she reaches out in front of you and says If you look at the tree, which one moves less? And that is your dominant eye.
1: Yeesh. That obvious, I don't know, huh?
2: She says, it's okay, we all start somewhere. Maybe one day you'll be a natural at the crossbow.
1: Yeah, you can teach me? If you'd like. (sighs) What I'd really like is to get the fuck out of this po-dunk town.
2: Well, you can always come with us to Soleil.
1: You don't fucking know me,
2: Diane. I know that you're more fun than this
1: place. She takes the like bolt out of the crossbow and is like jokingly making this like scary stabby motion. She's like, I could be a serial killer. You don't know. Are you Um, scared of me? I could be tough. With that blunt knife?
2: It is blunt.
1: (laughs) It's usually not. I do know how to sharpen a knife at least.
2: Well, that's an important skill on the road, too. So you're not starting from nothing. All right, I think you got it. So just shift your aim, take a moment, take a breath.
1: And when you're ready, pull the trigger. OK, so she's sitting there for what feels like forever, like probably a solid like minute 15. where enough where Diane's like, is, the, is time frozen, <laughs> um, and then she eventually pulls the trigger and hits it. I think.
0: Roll a D twenty, sure. um, plus two from Diane's assistance, but you've literally never done this before.
1: Yeah, oh, I definitely didn't do
0: it. That's a miss. A clod of earth uh, shoots up where the crossbow it strikes, and this thing uh, leaves, travels north, hops on one of the boats <laughs> to Soleil. Is Kiki. <laughs> Um,
2: So I think uh, when you miss, um, Diane very, um, like, kindly, um, good-naturedly says, like, it was close. That was a really good first try. Uh,
1: Jolie is a proud girl. She's a proud lady, but even more so right now. And she doesn't like people knowing she can't do stuff. She's red as a beet but it's not even because she's like nervous around this hot lady who's older and cool it's just because she's like i feel so lame i feel so like small she hands you the crossbow and i think maybe it's fair to say that she does know how to like skin an animal maybe Mm -hmm. um and so she just she's like i really want this person to like catch this so then i can shine i think though i want I want her to try one time Mm -hmm. with the small game Mm -hmm. and then be like, let's move on.
0: Sure. Okay, you get a plus (laughs) (laughs) 18
2: Yeah. Am I rolling for this?
0: Yeah, I'd say you probably have, uh, you're proficient, you probably have like a plus three dexterity. It's at least a plus five.
2: Okay. 17. Yeah.
1: She's so cool. She's so cool. Thematically, these rolls make sense, so...
0: Yeah, Diane, you uh, you want to show uh, Jolie, but not put too much pressure on her. So you just uh, elegantly kind of fall into a single knee stance, find another one that is frozen on the trunk of a tree and fell it with one swoop. Sad.
2: Um, Diane goes and grabs the uh, animal and says, this is a good start. Is there a... Anywhere else we can go take a look. And I think she maybe grabs the animal kind of gruffly and not very... Like, she's not... She doesn't really do anything upon killing it. She just kind of grabs it and adds it to her belt of, like, killed animals.
1: Well, clearly you're an expert at this. We can, um, go somewhere a little more exciting. Oh, where's that? I'll show you. And they start walking. And as they're walking, Jolie is like... My dad used to be really good at this. Your dad was a hunter? No, he was a priest. A priest.
0: He just had an insatiable bloodlust <laughs> that he passed down to me. <laughs>
2: yeah. Are you familiar with Ein? Um, I've heard a few people around here say that name, but uh, I don't, can't I can't say that I know too much. I'm not exactly a uh, godly woman.
1: Yeah. Thought that might be the case. And he's not too popular outside of uh, the towns that aren't in these woods. And there's a lot of pauses in between her saying this. She's kind of like gingerly feeling out. Are you gonna be vulnerable too, lady? So are you close with your dad? I was, and then he turned into Ash. Oh, um, uh, I mean, that's all right. I'm so sorry for your loss. (laughs) She's still, she's like, I'm making you so uncomfortable, I'm sorry. This is what I mean. You don't, you don't fucking know me. I'm, if I can't laugh, I'll cry. And I don't think you want to cry
2: baby around. It sounds like having you around would be more of a barrel of laughs. And I think most people who you meet on the road aren't exactly uh, in that boat.
1: I don't know about your friends, but you seem pretty well-adjusted. You seem like a barrel of laughs. I heard that this is your usual routine.
2: I'm very good at, um. what did you say? If you don't laugh, you'll cry? Yeah. I'm no stranger to that perspective.
1: There's a pause. Well, anyway, before he, uh, she does a little guillotine gesture. She says, before he, you know, um, my dad was really good at this stuff. You know, the best way to skin a rabbit um, to keep the most meat is like this. And she's like showing her. And my dad would usually say some words what would he say? I don't know. I mean, there was like a real chant um, in a language that this is so embarrassing, but I don't even know what the language was. And I don't want to ask my mom because she's so weird about it. Well. Um, but but she'd also, he'd also say some other things, just <laughs> like thanking this ground that we live on, thanking that we're here and also that we get to die and that we get to be part of this like larger thing and thanking, thanking the earth for stuff like getting to meet you. So, um, thanks to this dead rabbit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to this dead rabbit. I think your dad sounds like he was a very smart man and had a way with words.
1: He, a little, in a way. Dumb in other ways, just like me. But, uh, he also reminds me of you, too. Oh, yeah? How's that? I love to be told, by the way, that I remind (laughs) girls of their dads. (laughs) I didn't want to tell you yesterday, but, um... I don't really go in the woods anymore, because that's where I spent all my time with him.
2: Well, how do you feel being back here?
1: Well, that's why I think that you remind me, is I feel the same way right now. Like, not as scared. I'm glad to hear it. And I think not as scared is a good time for something to show up.
0: Something not that scary. In the uh, Dremix woods in this part of Crestia, there is a type of deer that has a peculiar symbiotic relationship with a type of bird that also lives in these woods. The deer have uh, prominent antlers that they shed and regrow every spring. And these deer are also very susceptible to a kind of mite that nests in the fur of their neck and shoulders. This bird is very good at digging through the fur of the deer and eating the mites off, keeping the deer safe. And in exchange, in a most peculiar relationship, the deer let the birds make their nests in the gutters of these antlers that they grow so
2: i love them yeah, don't make cute. me kill them
0: in fall uh, hunters in these woods often see uh deer quietly creeping through the underbrush with little flocks of birds uh twittering and looking out in all directions they're these uh, bright yellow uh, beautiful sight as they sometimes they like fly behind, tailing along, and then return to the antlers to roost.
1: That's adorable.
0: It is. And uh, in front of you, 80 or 90 feet away, not very far at all, there is a juvenile. It is spring. Uh, The antlers are only just budding through. It's a good hunt, Diane. It would definitely be two or three days food for the party, exactly what you need to last until you make it to the ports of Crestia. And uh, this... Surprisingly seems uh, alone and unaccompanied. There are no birds near it. It's aren't big enough yet. And it is uh, idly grazing.
2: She uh, stops in her tracks and she falls silent and she says, here's your chance. Try again.
1: I really don't want to cost you guys some food. I'm terrible at this. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to get it.
0: Okay. I could give you advantage on this. It's, um, it's the, it's the power of love is the only actual answer <laughs> is that, this is the part of your, your story where you meet each other.
1: Oh my God. Plus two? No.
0: Plus two. Dialogue. Oh, 16. It is not a clean shot, but it is a shock that hits. It ideally would have taken this thing down without too much pain or suffering, but instead, uh, it's, it's grievously wounded. Um, It will die, but before it does, it's going to let loose a strangled cry and attempt to totter away. And that cry is going to alert its father (coughs) nearby. Uh. Suddenly, there is the sound of branches snapping and grass bending underfoot and from a distant uh, around a hill you were looking the other direction where the juvenile was and you turn and uh jolie i think you freeze up a little bit seeing this thing bearing down it's only a few seconds before it approaches and tries to trample you to death with its hooves.
1: So I think I think Jolie maybe has some like good instincts from the forest from her father, but they're not necessarily right. It's up to you, the DM, if this works or not. Let's hear it. But she thinks this is one of those animals that will run away if I'm big enough and scary enough. Mm-hmm. And so she starts like shouting as loud as she can. I throw the fucking butcher's knife at it, and I like wave my air my hands in the air. I
2: think Diane follows your lead. She'll also like start getting loud and shouting at the beer deer, being like,
1: get out of here. She's we're stronger than you. <laughs> um, Jolie's like, I don't know if this works! I'm sorry if we die. Sorry for killing your child, but we need him to eat.
0: <laughs> uh, I need a charisma roll from each of you. Right now. What is my charisma? This is like willpower. This is like, you're not fighting it. Ah!
1: Ooh. it's so
2: bad i rolled a five i, failed. I just failed
0: great well i'll tell the, tell the class four. great okay diane's still better than you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i get fucked this thing <laughs> charges down and i could have seen a world where being big like helps but i think the thing here is that it's like you've already heard its, ch- it its child like call out in pain so it's not like i don't know what the situation is it's like i know the situation is that my offspring is in danger and it just like smashes into the two of you uh i think you go f- like it's a actually quite a bad hit and it's pretty dangerous um it goes uh Charging through, I think the two of you end up in opposite directions, maybe even trying to sort of jump out of the way of it. Its antlers bash into Diane's back, and she thuds bodily against the soft ground here. Jolie, you manage to avoid the worst of it, because I want to put you in a position of power here for a second. (laughs) And uh, you see Diane tumble down, you see the crossbow spill from her grasp and this thing um, is charging off and it's going to loop around and come at you again. You can hear the juvenile's uh, cries starting to weaken as it succumbs to the shot. So it's down um, and this thing's only gonna be more upset. What do you do?
1: I have told the dead, but like that on that, on the other end, it's too strong unless you're trying to like make her OP.
0: You don't know how many hit points this deer has. That's
1: true. Maybe the deer is OP. Let's yeah. Let's toll the dead. It's loud. It's a booming noise. Okay, is the damage that mm-hmm. it does. So so Jolie will cast toll the dead. Um, not only is it weak because she's rusty, but it's like she doesn't carry her dad's rosary in her pocket, mm-hmm. um, which is her focus. She does like mumble a few words uh, that she's heard her father say, and I'm pretty sure they're the wrong words. You know, like it's like a what's it called? It's like a. Not this isn't the proper term, but like a Mad Lib. Like you're mispronouncing the words Uh because you've never seen it written. Yeah. So this deer has to make a wisdom save. (laughs) And the birds.
0: Yeah. So you you are calling upon these memories of your father and your childhood and what you understand his practices to be. Is emotionally, is this just like fear has put you in this like childlike place? Do you feel comfortable trying to like ask for the bounty of nature here. Like, I want to drill down because it's really interesting. Yeah. What is your mindset in doing this?
1: She really missed it. She is angry, was angry for so long. She's so fucking lost. Like, what is the rest of my life gonna be? Just, like, surviving with my mom, worrying about her every fucking day. But I'm also most of the cause of the worry. Like, it's just a this crazy feedback loop that just feels like rushing in her ears all the time. Um, And she really missed like hunting with her dad. Um, So she's definitely like emotional, um, but surprisingly really happy and light. Mm -hmm. Um, And it feels right, even though she's saying the words so wrong. The
0: dear old of three.
1: Oh yay, the dear old of three.
0: I think, Jolie, that as you mumble these words, and you have to do it a few times to even get it close enough that it has the effect you're hoping it does. The last time you do it, it rises from an insecure, uncertain mumble to actual chants, and then shouts that are defiant, but equal parts angry and joyful, like you said. And as this thing is getting far too close to you, you're attempting to stand your ground and make sure it's nowhere near Diane. You speak that last syllable and there's this this tangible, this burst of air and feeling in this clearing in the forest. All of the birds flutter off this thing's uh, antlers and then cloud and swirl in front of it, obscuring its vision. So it wobbles and takes a wrong track, uh, veering off into the forest. I don't think your intention is to kill this thing is to drive it off. And that is what happens. It goes thundering and crashing through the trees, confused and scared of what's going on. And now aware of a powerful threat in this part of the woods that it now needs to respect in the future. Diane has turned over, uh, staggered to her feet. She has taken uh, a heavy bruise to one of her kidneys and her back, Uh, so she's walking really stooped over. She is fumbling to reach down and grab her crossbow and looking around wildly, trying to understand what just happened.
1: Uh, this is gonna be so embarrassing if it doesn't work, but she goes to kiss Diane using cure wounds.
2: Yeah, I lean, I pull away and say, wow. You know, I've had, I've had good kisses before, but nothing like that.
1: And she's like giddy on adrenaline and silly and feels like she's being stupid. And she's like hopping a little. And then she grabs Diane by the scruff. And it's like, Ugh! and she like messes her hair up further. And it's like, I do want to come with you. It's so embarrassing to say, and I want you to say you want me to come with you and I don't want to be here anymore. And if you tell me you don't want me to come, I'm just going to go back to my house and please don't ever look at me again. Leave right away. Thanks. And then she like, feels like the pause has been too long even though it's been two seconds. And she starts turning around, bye. I think as
2: you're walking away, Diane says, if you want to come meet me same place, same time tomorrow morning.
1: She turns around again and looks at Diane, puts a finger in her face and says, I'm usually much cooler than this. And then walks away again.
0: (laughs) And as Jolie stomps away, Toward Pharaoh and then beyond to a new future and a new life, intertwined with that of Diane, as scared, as sad, as grieving, and as uh, dazed as she is, she can't help but smile.
1: Um, are you okay, Keel?
2: Yes, it's just. So
1: nice. Oh. Yeah. Oh. One. Okay.
2: Um. I wish to know more. I wish to know more of my new friends.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Many Realms. If you want to join us for the whole ride across Maloon, you can subscribe to our podcast. You can learn more about us by following us on Twitter or Instagram at the TheRealmCast, or if you want to support us financially, you can follow us on Patreon.com slash Realms. I'll see you next time.